0: welcome back to awaken and empower thank you for being here and for listening in today i'll be honest this is not the episode i was planning to release this week i had a whole other episode prepared it was actually going to be our first guest episode but we decided to push back our conversation for reasons on both of our ends so don't worry that special episode will be coming soon but for me, I was just not in the right headspace to do that episode and I just knew that it wouldn't be as genuine as it could be, so I'm glad we're postponing it. So today, I thought I'd talk about why I wasn't in the right headspace and I'm gonna get real honest and vulnerable and share straight from the heart about my mental health. I'm recording this more last minute than I normally would. Well, last minute to my standards, anyway. It's not really that last minute. I'm just weird like that. But, anyways, I'm recording later than I normally would because last week I was really anxious and depressed for a few days. Mental health is a big part of my personal life, and I've written a lot about it on my blog and on social media and in the Living Embrace letters. So, I knew this would be a topic of discussion on this podcast. And since it's been on my mind lately anyways, I figured I would turn my pain into art, as I'm often keen to do, because it actually does help me get through it, and I feel like sharing all of this will be very therapeutic for me today. So yeah, I'm gonna do my best to describe the state of my mental health over the past little while, and I'm also going to share five of the main things I keep in mind as I navigate difficult mental health days. I've had my fair share of them, so I've spent a lot of time discovering what is most helpful when those painful days hit. If you also live with any sort of mental health issue, I hope this episode is helpful for you and even more than that, I hope it helps you realize that you're not alone. I hope that anytime i share my truth on this show it helps someone out there who's listening to accept their truth as well because you know even though we're all so unique we're also similar in many ways and we're in this mess of a life together i also just want to point out that i am not a professional i am not a psychologist or therapist i've mentioned in a previous episode that the coaching i do is different from therapy in many ways My certification does not qualify me to work with people who experience serious mental illness, so whenever I talk about mental health, it's coming from my own experience, and so if you are struggling, I welcome you to listen to what I have to say, but I also encourage you to seek help in a more professional sense if that's what you feel you need. Even though I will be giving advice and sharing tips in this episode, I remind you again to always do what feels best for you. What works for me may not work for you and it's not my job to tell you what to do with your own life, especially when it comes to something so personalized as mental health. So yeah, just wanted to make that super clear. I'm not a professional this is all just from my own experience and I hope what I share is helpful for you but please always do what feels best to you okay so I guess we'll get right into it I did not start off this month the way I had hoped to to me the beginning of a new month is always a chance to start fresh and it usually feels like a nice reset I have a few ritual type things I do to welcome in each new month and I had some things I wanted to do during the first week of March to kind of set the tone for the month and get certain things done. I also just love how the first of the month also fell on a Monday this month. I love that sense of balance and synchronicity, you know, new month, new week, all that. But despite my efforts and hopes, my mind had other plans for me and my beginning of the month was pretty rocky. So this episode is coming out Wednesday, March 10th, and I'm recording it the Friday before that, so March 5th. And at this point, I feel like I've gotten through the worst of this particular anxious, depressive episode. The main bulk of it lasted for about four days, which I know doesn't seem like that long, it's only four days, but to me, it felt like weeks. When I'm experiencing these phases, it feels so all-encompassing and overwhelming, and it's constantly present, so yeah, the timing of it all can feel out of whack, and so even though it was only four days, it felt like much, much longer. Looking back on it now, I can recognize the progression of it on the weekend, so two weekends ago now, I was mostly experiencing anxiety, so like higher, more neurotic emotions, and all that built up until Sunday evening when a bunch of little triggers led to an anxiety attack slash emotional breakdown, which for me is just uncontrollable, overwhelming waves of crying and intrusive thoughts. And last Monday, I was just super emotional and feeling low, and then Tuesday, I just felt numb very low energy and then on wednesday i was more out of the fog than i had been for a while so when i picture this progression it's like a rising slope and the top point is the anxiety attack and after that everything goes downhill and eventually levels off Usually, my episodes follow this pattern, not always, but I've been thinking about it lately, and yeah, usually my anxiety just tires me out so much that it turns into a sort of depression until I'm able to find some clarity again. Now, at the very beginning of this anxious, depressive episode, I was driving myself crazy trying to make sense of it. I couldn't figure out why I was feeling that way, I couldn't make sense of it, and I honestly still really can't. For me, my anxiety and depression usually comes on with no rhyme or reason, and it's not caused by anything particular in my external life, it's all coming from within me. This used to really confuse me and lead to a lot of guilt because on the outside, I live a really good life. I have a loving family, a roof over my head, food on the table, a great support system. All of my basic needs are met, so when everything in my life is going okay and I still feel anxious or depressed, it's like, what the heck, why? I used to be really hard on myself about this and that only made my mental health worse, of course. It was like I would be having anxiety about my anxiety and feeling depressed about my depression. And all of that is just too much. So this time around, you know, I still try to pinpoint a reason and make sense of it. And I think it was just a conglomeration of things, an accumulation of bad habits I've been falling into, Uh, feeling disconnected from myself, not sleeping or eating well, getting caught up in my own mind. And, you know, maybe it's also just the fact that somehow it's been basically a full year of living in a COVID world. Maybe my body is remembering all the uncertainty and panic and anxiety that first popped up this time last year. I don't know see i'm still trying to make sense of it so that i can have it all packaged up nicely to present to you and i can be like i was feeling this way because of this and that but really i have no freaking clue it just happened and it hurt and i don't know why it showed up but it did i'm really trying to make peace with the fact that i don't need a reason i don't need to justify my mental health because most of the time the meaning of it is not easily discernible and that's okay This time around, I thought of it as despair without reason, and it was caused by everything and nothing. So if you experience something similar, you know, your life is going okay and out of nowhere, anxiety or depression hits, and you feel despair without reason because of everything and nothing, don't beat yourself up for not knowing why you feel that way. Our thinking mind is always looking to explain things and find a reason and a meaning and put things in order, but some things just can't be approached like that, especially something as unruly as mental health. So yeah, I have no idea what brought it on. It was everything and it was nothing and that's just the way it is. So how did it actually feel? Well, I will attempt to describe it to you, but bear with me because these things usually make more sense in my head than they do when I try to explain them, and they honestly rarely make sense in my head. But I'm gonna just give it a go because this is my truth. For the most part, it felt like brain fog. I had a hard time making sense of my thoughts and slowing down my racing thoughts. I felt disconnected and not in the present moment and stuck in my head. I experienced a real lack of mental clarity, I guess you could say. I also felt unstable and unbalanced and extremely sensitive to the energies around me. I was also really sad. My energy was really low and I was very tired. I had no motivation. I became obsessive about certain things. I was irritable and overwhelmed and felt on edge. My sense of creativity and inspiration was non-existent. I was very emotional and cried uncontrollably a few times. I also felt numb and unemotional at times, which is scary for me because I'm a very emotional person so when I feel nothing, I know something is wrong. Everything just felt out of my control, I felt hopeless and worn out and beat down. So yeah, it wasn't fun and it was painful and I was just deep in my feels in a very existential way. I hope all that made sense. It's really hard to put into words how anxiety and depression feels, but that's basically the gist of it. I think the overall feeling was I felt like my light went out and I couldn't find the match to reignite it. And so now that you have at least a little of an idea of what I went through, I think now is a good time to talk about how I got through it and explore how to navigate these tough mental health days using five strategies slash methods slash things to keep in mind that I found most helpful for me. Again, do with these tips what you may. It's okay if you don't agree with them or you try them and they don't work for you. You always have to do what feels best for you, and these five tips are just what feel best for me. So, the first thing to keep in mind during tough mental health days is to allow yourself to feel the way you feel. You are entitled to your own emotions. Like I mentioned before, I used to pile so much guilt and shame on top of my anxiety and depression, and that only made me feel worse. You are allowed to feel the way you feel, no matter what else is happening in your life. One of the worst things you can do during a tough mental health phase is to deny yourself of your own emotions. Doing that can be really damaging to your coping process. During my latest bout of anxiety and depression, I had to consciously remind myself that even though it hurts and it's painful and I want to feel any other way than this, it's okay that I feel the way I do. It doesn't make me a bad person or anything like that. It's important to create space for your emotions and allow yourself to feel it all. Chances are it will be uncomfortable and it'll hurt and it may even feel like you'll never escape those hard emotions ever again. But I believe all emotions have a purpose, even if we can't recognize it in the moment. The only way out of a difficult mental health phase is to go through it. These emotions need to move through you. Let them run their course. I know how powerful and overwhelming some emotions can be, so trust me, I don't look forward to this part of the process, but I know how important it is for me and my coping process. Don't bypass your own emotions. As painful as they can be, you are built with the strength to feel it all. You might not believe that in the moment, but it's true. I've learned from experience that bypassing your own emotions will only make the recovery process so much more difficult and not as effective as it could be. All emotions are valid, and as painful as they are, you always have the power to survive them. So, feel it all, let it move through you, and trust that you will come out on the other side, stronger, braver, and with more clarity than before. Once you've allowed yourself to feel all of your emotions, the next strategy is to get it out. Anything you're thinking or feeling needs to be released. You just can't bottle it up. When it's happening, it might feel easier to suppress or ignore whatever is going on inside you and just continue on with life. But if you don't release in some way, those thoughts and emotions are just going to stay stagnant and the coping process will be unnecessarily prolonged. You know, everyone says that when you're going through a hard time, you have to talk it out with other people. People you trust, like family and friends and maybe even a therapist. I think it's so important to take advantage of your support system if you have one, because going through any sort of mental health struggle can feel so isolating. If you're privileged enough to have people in your life that you trust, talking with them is a very useful and impactful way to remind yourself that you're not alone. For me, personally, this isn't usually my favorite way of getting out my mental health struggles. Sometimes it even makes me feel worse. When I'm really stuck in the depths of anxiety and depression, I have a really hard time making sense of my own thoughts and I can barely understand what I'm going through, so usually when I try to explain it to someone else, it just makes me feel worse and I get frustrated and irritated and flustered and all of that on top of what I'm already feeling is just a recipe for disaster. I'm lucky enough to have a good handful of people I trust in my life and I love each of them dearly. But sometimes, when I'm going through some tough mental health struggles, the most helpful thing for me is to be alone. I'm an introvert, so I need alone time on the daily anyways, but if I'm also feeling anxious or depressed, my natural instinct is to work through it on my own. This time around, I did share what I was feeling with a couple people, my boyfriend and one of my closest friends, and even that was just them letting me cry and babble incoherently in an attempt to explain what was going on with me. It helped a little bit, and I so appreciate that they just listened to me. If you two are listening right now, I love you both dearly, and I'm so grateful for both of you. When I'm going through a hard time, I just don't feel the need to call on all the people I love, and that's no reflection of my gratitude towards them or my relationship with them. Sometimes I do feel guilty for not opening up more to my family and friends when I'm struggling, but I've reached a point in my mental health journey where I know myself, and I know that there are other outlets I turn to in order to release my struggles. So again, I just want to make it super clear that if you're really struggling and you feel alone and you don't think you're capable of getting through this on your own, seek help. Talk to someone. This current episode I went through wasn't nearly as bad as some of the others I've been through and back in those times, I did seek help. I even went through a mental health support program and I built those skills I needed to help myself. I'm not saying you have to go through this alone. But if you're like me and your instinct is to retreat into yourself and work it out on your own, you gotta utilize other ways to release your mental health struggles. For me, that's writing and crying. Writing always helps me no matter what I'm going through. It's an integral part of my daily life. And honestly, crying to me is so therapeutic. Last week, after every time I cried, I felt so much lighter and a little closer to feeling somewhat better. Crying isn't weakness, it's a form of emotional release and a way for your emotions to move through and get out of you. Crying has such negative connotations in society, but to me, it serves the same function as something like laughing. Crying and laughing, while one is considered more positive than the other, are both just a way for the body to release emotion and there is nothing wrong with having a good cry every now and then just like there's nothing wrong with having a good laugh while the crying is happening it might not feel that great but when it ends it feels like a weight has lifted and you may not have complete clarity but you'll be more on your way towards it so figure out what ways work best for you to get out your mental health struggles Maybe it is talking to people or writing or crying, maybe it's exercising or screaming into your pillow or dancing madly around your room. Whatever it is, as long as it helps you release your emotions and unleash your thoughts, it's working. Don't keep it all bottled up inside, get it out and watch it fly away from you. Another important thing to keep in mind when navigating tough mental health days is to prioritize your self-care. Now, we talked about self-care in depth in a previous episode, it was episode 7 when we talked about the pillars of your sense of self, and in that episode I shared what I believe self-care means, and that is that self-care is listening to your mind, body, and soul and giving yourself what you need in any given moment. It's about knowing yourself and what helps you to best take care of yourself. This is so important when you're going through difficult mental health days. You gotta take care of yourself in whatever ways feel best for you. So this is where your coping mechanisms come in. What helps you get through these tough phases with your mental health? This time around, what helped me most was having alone time, going on long walks, and reading. It's also important to keep your needs and boundaries in mind when you're going through a tough time. Know what your needs are and fulfill them, even in those moments when you don't feel like you have the energy to. Your needs are any non-negotiables that help you get through the day mentally, emotionally, and physically. And your boundaries are so important when you're in a particularly vulnerable or sensitive state. If you had made plans with a friend but now you're just really not up for it, respect that boundary and don't feel guilty for rescheduling your plans. Protecting your boundaries and fulfilling your needs are important acts of self-care when you're experiencing mental health struggles you are your first priority. Everything else can wait. Another self-care practice that I feel like a lot of people preach about is doing what makes you happy. You're feeling depressed? Do something that brings happiness. I do believe in this and it has worked for me before but this time around I was thinking about it and I realized that for me happiness isn't always the end goal. When I'm feeling really anxious and my mind won't stop racing and I get obsessive and overwhelmed and high-strung, I don't always want to shift into happiness. I want to feel at peace and calm and grounded. When I'm in the depths of my depression and I have no motivation and I feel numb and disconnected and incredibly sad, happiness feels like a hollow request instead i want to feel uplifted and inspired and clear-headed yes it is important to do what makes us happy but sometimes it's just not the antidote to what we're going through instead of aiming for happiness i like to think of it as shifting my energy if you're feeling really high energy and all over the place and scattered you'd probably want to shift your energy down a bit and vice versa if you're feeling really low energy and tired and depressed Maybe you'd want to shift your energy a little bit higher in some way. Energy is everything, and everything is energy. And becoming more aware of our own energy can be really helpful when it comes to mental health. So, when I was feeling the way I was feeling last week, in order to shift my energy, I decided to start doing yoga again. I hadn't done yoga in many, many months, so last Monday I decided to pull out my yoga mat and I searched up yoga videos on YouTube to follow along with and I did yoga almost every afternoon last week. It didn't take away the anxiety or depression completely, but it definitely did help me shift my energy. And now I'm back into doing yoga more consistently in my life, which has been a great daily occurrence for me. I also took a nice long bath one night last week, and that was also a great way to shift my energy because I hadn't taken a bath in a long time, and it was a really helpful way to relax and just be in my body. Something else that had a profound impact on me and my energy was watching Ben Platt's concert from Radio City Music Hall on Netflix. It came out sometime last year, and it's been on my list for what feels like a long time, so I finally got around to watching it ben platt is best known for playing evan hansen in the broadway musical dear evan hansen amazing musical one of my favorites and he's also in the pitch perfect movies which i also have a deep love for so i knew who he was but i had never listened to his music before and now i wish i had gone into it sooner because oh my god watching his concert and hearing his music changed me that sounds intense but it's true it changed me I didn't watch it all in one sitting because I wanted to savor it. I actually just finished watching it right before I started recording this episode. His lyrics were just so honest and the music was so uplifting. And he's also just such a funny, kind, witty, talented person. The whole concert made me want to cry and dance and write poetry. And it also made me really, really miss concerts. God, I miss the energy and the noise and the sweat and the collectiveness and community of concerts. There's nothing like it. I just love the whole thing and now all I want to do is listen to his album on repeat. His music came into my life at the exact moment I needed it and it had a huge impact on my energy. I felt more open and hopeful and inspired because of him. I highly recommend watching it if you really want to just embody your emotions and contemplate life and dance around a little. Fair warning, I was in literal tears by the end. I was a mess, but in the best way. And you know, music can just do that to you. Music is a really great way to shift your energy. My meditation practice shifted my energy. Reading shifted my energy. Walking and listening to fun podcasts and even watching some other Netflix shows shifted my energy. I think usually the best way to shift your energy is to do something you love that you haven't done for a while, like yoga and taking a bath did for me, or doing something you've never done before, like finding some new music. But honestly, just about anything you do can shift your energy, even if you do it every day. If you're stuck in anxiety and depression, it can be easy to stay stagnant in that energy space because it's so overwhelming and all-encompassing. So even doing small things to shift your energy an inch away from the energy space that your anxiety and depression creates can be so impactful. So when you're going through a tough time with your mental health, instead of aiming for happiness, try aiming to shift your energy. This might actually lead to happiness as a result, but it could also lead you to a number of other desired emotions that'll help you get through this tough time. The next thing I want to talk about is giving yourself grace. When you're struggling with anxiety or depression or any other mental health issue one of the worst things you can do is be hard on yourself for it. Be conscious of the way you talk to yourself and how you treat yourself during this time. The anxiety and depression is not you it's something happening to you and it has no impact on who you are as a person or how you're going to make it through the rest of your life. I know for me, when I'm really anxious or depressed, I convince myself I will just never be able to handle adult life. It's true, I felt that way last week. My mind would inevitably wander down the road of telling me that if I can't handle myself in my life right now, then how the hell am I going to handle it when the realities and responsibilities of adult life really hit, like living on my own and running a business and having kids and all that stuff. I convince myself that the anxiety and depression is a reflection of my lack of strength and ability to be a functioning human. And that's just not true. It's just a story I'm telling myself. And I'm not even telling it. The anxiety and depression is telling it. The mind can concoct some pretty crazy stories, especially when mental health struggles hit. So be conscious of that and take whatever your mind says with a grain of salt because it's probably not true at all. Also, piling guilt and shame on top of the anxiety and depression is absolutely no help. It'll make everything ten times worse. You do not have to feel guilty or ashamed of your mental health struggles. Those are just unnecessary toppings to this already overwhelming mess, and again, the guilt and shame probably stem from stories your mind is making up that just aren't true. Giving yourself grace also means giving yourself the gift of time. There usually isn't a set in stone end date for any particular anxious, depressive episode, and that can be scary, especially if you have a lot of other things going on in your life, like work, or school, or raising kids, or any other responsibilities you have on your plate. I know we don't all have the luxury of setting everything aside to focus on taking care of ourselves, even though I think we should all have that opportunity and it's sad that we don't, but the reality is we all have shit to do, and some of it just can't be put off no matter how much we try. But if you're able to, wherever you can, take some things off your plate. Free up some time. Take it easy. Last week, I did the bare minimum when it came to my work stuff, and I pushed back some things, like this podcast episode, for example. And yes, I experienced some stress because I knew that I had stuff to do that I wasn't doing, and I wanted to basically rush through my coping process and just feel better already. I had to pull myself back and remind myself that there is always enough time. I don't need to rush to feel better. I am allowed to dedicate this time to myself because I know that it will make my coping process more effective. When difficult mental health struggles hit, all we want to do is just feel better, to get back to normal life, to feel joy again. But sometimes this just can't be rushed. And if we have the opportunity to, it's important to give ourselves time. Whatever can be put on hold in life, put it on hold. Postpone, reschedule, push some things back. You owe it to yourself to take this time and focus on you and your mental health. It's the same thing as having a cold. When we're physically sick, we take time off to recuperate, to take care of ourselves, to heal. Well, our mental health needs time to heal too. We need to normalize this more and allow ourselves to take time off when we're feeling mentally and emotionally worn down. We need to take care of our mental health as much as we take care of our physical health. In my opinion, we need to take care of our mental health even more because our mental health has a direct impact on everything else in our lives. So give yourself time, don't rush to feel better, and take care of yourself. This time around, I kept reminding myself that it's okay to take my time and put some parts of my life on hold. And because I did that, instead of pushing through and continuing with life despite how I was feeling, I truly think that's why this particular episode passed pretty quickly. My well-being was my number one focus, and whenever you're going through a hard time with your mental health, I encourage you to make your well-being your number one focus too and put your energy towards your recovery process, no matter how long it takes. Lastly, in order to navigate difficult mental health days, you need to trust that it will pass. It might take days, weeks, months, maybe even years, but it will pass. I know it doesn't feel that way when it's happening, I for one convince myself that I'll feel this way forever when I'm really anxious and depressed, but it does eventually pass. Sometimes it's a slow, subtle petering out, or one day you wake up and things just feel right again, or something happens within you or in your life, a big realization or a breakthrough or event, and it wakes you up and carries you out of the pit of anxiety and depression. For some of us, mental health struggles are a daily occurrence. I live with anxiety every day. Depression is always a looming possibility. But the phases and episodes I go through, like the one I'm talking about today, they're like a really heightened and condensed experience of anxiety and depression. When it takes over my whole being and my whole life, those phases are hell on earth, but they always pass. Sometimes naturally, sometimes as a direct result of my coping process. I've been through this enough to know that it will pass. It's not permanent. If you're going through something that does feel more permanent and it's really taking over your life i highly recommend seeking professional help because in some cases trusting your past just doesn't help sometimes there is something like a chemical imbalance in the brain that needs the assistance of therapy but if you're like me and maybe you have generalized anxiety or you experience periods of depression leaning into trust can be a big help it'll be hard at first it's taken me a long time to really believe in and live this strategy But learning how to trust yourself and the process and the progression of your own mental health can be so transformative. When I was coming out of my anxious, depressive episode, a phrase came to me while I was journaling, and then I actually wrote a poem with that title. The phrase was, the possibility of light. I truly believe that no matter how dark life can become, there is always a possibility of light. It might take a long time to get there, and the journey may be painful, but there is always a chance for us to find that light if we just surrender and trust and believe that we can get through this. At the beginning of the episode, I said that when I was going through this little anxious, depressive phase, I felt like my light went out. Receiving this phrase, the possibility of light, gave me hope that I could reignite that flame somehow. And now I feel like my light is back. It's dim, but it's slowly burning brighter. The possibility of light is always there, waiting for you to reach it. And so those are my top five strategies, practices, methods, I don't know what to call them, but five things to keep in mind when you're navigating difficult mental health days. The first was to allow yourself to feel the way you feel. The second is to get it out somehow. And then prioritize your self-care, give yourself grace, and finally, trust that it will pass. I hope hearing about my experience and these five methods were helpful for you. I'm always slightly hesitant when I'm sharing stuff like this just because I know how personalized mental health is for every single individual. So I just want to say again that what I believe and what I share isn't universal truth. It's my truth. And the best advice I can give is to follow your truth. And if what I share can help you do that in any way, then well, my job is done. And also, I'm still figuring this all out as I go along. Each encounter with anxiety and depression feels like I'm starting all over again. But I try my best because that's all I can do. That's all we can ever do. Try your best and embrace the mess, you know. We're all just figuring it out as we go along. I'm hoping that the week that this airs, I'm feeling better and more like myself. But if I'm not, hey, that's okay too. These things are unpredictable as heck. So it's best to just try to not predict them. Anyways, if anything resonated with you in this episode, I'd love to hear from you and connect with you. I am always here to chat and listen to anything you want to share. You can contact me at at livingembrace.ca. That's my email. And you can also reach me at the contact me page on livingembrace.ca. I'll put both in the show notes. And if you're ever interested in receiving self-empowerment coaching from me, everything you need to know is on the coaching services page of my website. I'd love to connect with you on a free coaching conversation call so we can chat and you can receive some complimentary coaching and I just want to end this by saying if you are currently going through a tough time with your mental health trust that you have the strength to get through it everything you need is within you I know it's hard and it's messy and it feels like nothing makes sense or ever will make sense again anxiety and depression can feel so strong sometimes but remember that you are always stronger and you can make it through. I'm sending you lots of love and strength and hope and I will talk to you in the next episode.